0: Tuesday evening. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG, joined by the man of the hour, Delante. What's good, everybody? Uh, we 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 coming tonight because it's a lot going on. We need to talk about a lot. Um, sports world, real world, everything. So sit back, relax. Uh, we're gonna give it to you only as the sideline junkies can raw, uncut, and unfiltered. So, to start off, yesterday, uh, if you're following the sideline junkies on the social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, a lot going on. NBA playoff games were canceled yesterday and today in response to. Uh, actually it was in response to the police shooting of jacob black and i'm 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 at a loss right now because i i've been on a thousand for a few days now and and i'm sorry i said jacob black i mean jacob blake
1: and (laughs) you shoot a man seven times in the back
0: but there are people that are actually justifying why he was shot and a lot of the NBA players felt that regardless of what you thought (laughs) that they felt the need that they could not go out and play last night and today uh, let's start with you, Delonte. You know, from the NBA's boycott
1: to the issues that led to the boycott, what are your feelings? Oh, one second, Kevin. Delonte on dad duty right now, so
0: that's more than anything.
2: anything. So my all right, so my, my bad so my thing is this uh you know what I'm saying like you 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 would think that you know we learned you know after the George Floyd situation and, and you know rest in peace to George you know George Floyd um definitely you know in much respect to his family but here we go again you know what I'm saying here we go again people trying to justify to look for loopholes, like nah. You know what I'm saying? No, no need to look for no loopholes. You know this man was shot in front of his kids several times in the back. Thank goodness he survived, but you know now he may not never walk. You know he may never walk again. So it's like, you know, when is this really going to end? You know, you, you think after the George Floyd situation and everything that transpired afterwards. And now you know we back at ground zero with the Jacob situation, and then it's just like you know, like when you know when man you know the the, the you know time for like talking is like done. It's like you know we're all frustrated, like you know people it it's just it's just just frustrating, man. Very frustrating. Like when is this really going to end? I agree with you wholeheartedly. It is uh,
0: very frustrating. Um, As black men, which all of us here as sideline junkies are, we are also fathers of sons. So this is, that could have been one of us. That could be one of our keys. That could be one of our cousins, uncles, brothers. It could have been a family member. Now, I've heard people say, well, he, w- he was resisting and he was walking away from police. Well, if he wasn't being detained, you have a right to walk away if you're not being detained. Well, he had a knife. And everybody's taking his story that he had a knife in his hand and they're zooming in on the picture. Oh, he had a knife. If he had a knife. Now, I seen a video.
1: Where a gentleman that was white had a knife. And he didn't get shot seven times.
0: They called for backup. They tased him. That didn't work. They wrestled him to the ground, but he never got shot. Then I want I hear every time a person of color is harmed, whether it be shot, beat, killed by law enforcement, the first thing everybody brings up is criminal past. They bring up. Uh, uh, the fact that, oh, that's just one tenth of one percent, Rudy Giuliani. What about black on black crime that That's what we always hear and when 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 people say that, you're justifying that it's okay for law enforcement to kill a black person because of well you you guys kill each other, so why is it a problem? You don't get outraged about that. that's bullshit. Because we get outraged about that all the time. All the time. And living here in the nation's capital, and every night, every night, whether it be southeast, northeast, northwest, wherever it is in D.C., Maryland, Virginia, we hear about people getting killed, and we're like, come on, another one? Are we fucking serious? That's how we feel. We are upset about that just as much. Just because you don't see it plastered on the TV don't mean we're not freaking pissed off. We're not upset. We are pissed. We are fed up. Some of us were raised in that culture. We don't want to raise
2: our kids in that culture. It's old, man. It's old. Old narrative, man. Just, then, just
0: tired, man. Absolutely. The aftermath of it Is this 17 year old kid uh, from Antioch, Illinois, comes to Wisconsin? His mom drives him across state lines with an AR 15 to protect businesses from being looted. Okay. And you had people like Aubrey Huff, Brian Erlacher, and numerous other people of, of 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 note, celebrities, whatever you want to call them, former athletes, praising this kid for what he did because it was quote unquote self-defense. You murdered two people, maimed another man. When you shot him in the arm, he's going to lose his arm now. So, but you're praising him. Now, he shot someone. They tried to disarm an active shooter and lost their lives, but well, he was protecting businesses. No, 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 no. This is not the same uh, 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 city he lives in. If this was Antioch, Illinois, and he was out protecting businesses, I could see that. But this was Wisconsin. This was somewhere way away. He went there to hunt. And that's how I feel. That's how I'm going to feel.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I just, and, but they're
2: praising this kid as a patriot. That's not a patriot to me. <sighs> and you know what I, the, the, the crazy thing about this situation is? They, they're like, now I'm, I'm seeing on social media, I'm seeing pictures. They were like earlier in the day before everything transpired. He was getting graffiti off the wall. Man, what? That ain't got to do with anything. Are you serious?
0: Nothing whatsoever. But now, here we are. Now, if he was black, you'd be talking about his criminal past. It wouldn't matter what good he did. It would always
1: be what, what he did, babe. And that's exactly how they portray
0: everything about people of color. You, you know, when, they, when George Floyd was murdered, because I'm going to call it what it was, he was murdered. The first thing they brought up was his criminal pay. But if you notice, if the same thing happens to a white person. Oh, I, I remember reading an article, a man killed his wife and his three children. They didn't show any mug shots. They didn't show any bad pictures. They said father of three kills family. And it's just, just a picture of him and his family sitting there smiling. But you're sitting with your family, the same family that you killed and it's okay. But now on the other hand, here's a black man who's seen a homeless man and he gave him the shirt off of his back. It, the headline read, ex-con late for interview for giving homeless man's shirt off his back. The ex-con, but you had to throw in ex-con. You couldn't just say man. It's always that label of ex-con. I hate that. I'm tired vilified, of that. man. We're forever vilified. But this kid, 17 years old, he killed two people. Injured a Four third. One. And you're praising him as a patriot. To hear, well, to see Brian Urlacher say, well, Brett Favre played uh, after his dad died and threw four touchdowns and had an amazing game, which was an amazing game, and it took a lot of courage for Brett Favre to play that game. I think that was one of the greatest Monday night football games ever. But comparing what happened to the great Brett Favre to what the NBA players did last night, the NBA, the, uh, MLB, NHL tonight to compare that to what Brett Favre went through, that's dumbass shit. Brian Urlacher need to be smacked across the
2: face for that because you can't compare this. He's, he's Moga, well, mega, uh, mega, mega. I don't give a damn how you pronounce it. So, not no surprise there.
1: The bad part about it. Everybody's
0: saying, well, you got the little boy in North Carolina that was shot execution style. Nobody marched for him. Nobody said anything about him. Actually, we did. We actually did. But guess what? His killer was arrested. Immediately. Justice was served. He was arrested and charged immediately. Dude's going away for a long time. We're still talking about Breonna Taylor. Because her killers have yet to be arrested. And they're throwing dirt on her name. It's a whole Instagram page out there that did nothing but throw dirt on her name. Oh, well, she was seen at a trap house. She was trapping drugs of her house. And when people say that, I'm like, have you ever been inside of a trap house? You know a trap house don't close, right? Because obviously you've never been in one to know what one looks like. Oh, she was, she was moving drugs out her house. And her boyfriend... Her boyfriend was uh, 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 shooting at the police before they even came in the door. How? They were in the bed, and they bust the door down. They shot blindly into a window, killing her. Well, they shot her, and they wouldn't even give her medical assistance. Her boyfriend says she laid there. And she coughed and gasped for breath while they were sitting there trying to get their story straight. They never sent her any type of medical assistance. That's a problem for me. But you're sitting there, and you're throwing dirt on a woman's name who's not here to defend herself. But you're saying it's OK that the police killed her because I've seen somebody say, well, she got what she deserved, because if you sell drugs, this is what you deserve. Wow, that's amazing, so it's okay for police to be judge, jury, and executioner to black people. But if she was white, it'd be an all-out investigation or something else like i don't I don't like the way it's two sides. It's not one streamlined thing. it hurts because I'm honestly afraid, and I travel a long way to work every day. I travel 35 miles to work. I'm constantly looking in my rearview mirror. And I, and I had to sit here and wonder earlier today if something happens to me, is the first thing they're going to pull up is my past, what I did in my past. You know, the first thing they'll say in the headline, former C student. Not that I'm a husband, a father of five, a grandfather, a uncle, a son. Nah, you're going to pull up everything bad. You're going to pull up my arrest record. You know, he. well, he was cited for
1: this. He was cited for that. I shouldn't have to live in fear. Nobody should. I'm just, I know we're we supposed to be talking
0: sports, but this is time to take a moment out. and and, and talk about something that's affecting the sports world, our world, it's affecting everything.
1: And what's crazy is this is really and truly old news because it's been going on for a long time.
2: So apparently, um, I'm just reading that uh, Jake Jacob Blake's dad has indicated that Jacob Blake is handcuffed to his hospital bed, like an animal, and the authorities are failing to tell his father why he's been arrested or charge. So this is like actually still ongoing. This is see, this is the stuff that I'm talking that we're talking about. Doesn't make any sense.
0: Where's he going to go?
2: Yeah, he, he can't even what? walk. And, and I'm not like being disrespectful, like, it's, it's the truth. Exactly Why, why has this man handcuffed like he's an animal.
0: But think about the long-lasting effects, not only to him, but think about the effects of his children that seen it happen. Now everybody wanted to bring up his criminal past and this that and the other. He had a warrant. I don't
1: care if he had two you s- put it this way. A kid walked into a church and shot shot nine people, killed him, right?
0: When they apprehended him, they didn't care that he shot nine people. They didn't go after him, guns blazing, no. They subdued him, put him in handcuffs, said, oh, it's hot out. Let's turn the air conditioner. Are you hungry? They took him to Burger King after he killed nine fucking people.
2: This is what we mean. (laughs) Yeah, Burger King, like, come on, man.
0: This 17-year-old this kid that shot the protesters, he surrendered. They didn't go after him, guns are blazing In the video, he walks by the police with his hands up. People are yelling, he just shot someone. And he walked by the police like it was nothing. Tamir Rice in Ohio was playing with a toy gun in a fucking park. Within 12 seconds of the
1: police arriving, they killed him. They killed him. He was 12 years old. They killed them. No talking to, no nothing. I, I, everybody,
0: you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm tired of explaining anything. Because nobody, if you have to explain it, a lot of people are not listening. There's no way in four hills I should have to tell you why we're kneeling, Why we're marching, Why we're protesting. If your response to Black Lives Matter is All Lives Matter, keep that same energy when somebody says Blue Lives Matter. Because Blue Lives, Blue Lives, that everybody, you know, I see all the flags with the thin blue line. I got your six and that. I get all that. I, I, I'm, I'm good that you support law enforcement. That's great. But guess what? When you say blue lives matter as a response to black lives matter, you're saying that an occupation is more important than my life. I didn't say mama make me black
1: when I'm born. I can't take this skin color off. They can take their uniform. Amen to that, brother. it's, It's to the point.
0: It's like Go to a brick wall and calmly voice your opinion. That's what it's like talking to most people. You have some people, it's some people that didn't understand what the protests were for, and they asked questions. They sat down and they asked questions. And they said, damn, I've never experienced that. You serious? You go through that? You got people to say, oh, if you just comply, everything will be okay. Sometimes compliance will get you shot. If it doesn't get you shot, it gets your ass whooped. They'll beat the shit out of you, got you handcuffed, down the ground, and then are beating you, telling you to stop resisting. And you're like, I'm not resisting. You're beating my ass. Let me say something. I think I told this story here before,
1: but I'll tell it again. I was 21 years old. I walked out of my home. Actually, no. Was yeah, I was 21. Did no. You know? 22.
0: I was 22 because I was a new father. And I walked out of, I walked out of my home, walked down this, the sidewalk. It was two sidewalks. It was a sidewalk close to the street. Sidewalk close to my apartment building. I had my book bag on my back, my CDs under my arm, and I was walking up to the store to go to the bus stop. As I crossed the parking lot, and got up the steps to the convenience store at the top of the parking lot. I was standing there waiting. And I was like, well, do I want to run in the store? No. All of a sudden, seven police cars pulled up, sirens. I was like, oh, shoot, somebody robbing the store. And I'm looking around like, damn, I, I can't really move because I, I don't have anywhere to go. They got me kind of boxed in. So I'm like, oh, let me just back out the way to the front of the store just in case somebody starts shooting all of a sudden. I got eight guns on me. And I'm being searched. They're searching my bag, my CD case, my pockets. They want to know who I am. Where did I steal a car from? I'm like, well, what car did I steal? And they pointed to a car that was sitting in front of my apartment building. They said, We've been watching that car all night into this moon. And you walked past that car. We've seen you get out of it. I said, No, you seen me walk out of my home. If I stole a car, why would I be out here at the bus stop catching the bus to work if I stole a car? Well, the description we were given was a gentleman with blue pants, a gray jacket. I said, Well, did he have on a red shirt? Now my jacket's wide open. Well, we didn't get the shirt description. But I fit the description because I had on blue jeans and a gray jacket. So that was called for you were black. It was probably because of that, too. Oh, yeah. But that was cause for them to pull out nine guns. And, I mean, they kept them trained on me. And I'm sitting there like, all this, because I walked out of my home, and, mind you, the car had been sitting there for three days because we all, and everybody, all my neighbors had been wondering whose car it was. And then we all was like, well, somebody must have broke down. And they'll be back to get their car. It had been sitting there for three days. I never got within arm's length of the car. I was maybe 200 feet away from the car the whole time. Never got close to it.
1: Never. But I was accused of stealing it. I was accused of stealing
0: it. And I'm supposed to, I complied. And everybody went, well, because you complied, no I. I'm scared shitless. I complied because I had no, I couldn't run anywhere. They wouldn't let me
1: use my cell phone to call anybody. Nothing. Nothing. Now, here I am. That was 16 years ago.
0: Here I am at 38. And because of my size, I am six foot now. At that time, I was still growing. You know, I'm a healthy young man. But now I am an older gentleman, six foot four, roughly between 295, 315. And my mother says I'm very intimidating. And I says, I don't know what for. My wife says I'm intimidating. She said, when you walk in a room, you scan a room and it's the look on your face. Everybody gets intimidated and gets quiet. I says, I don't know why. But I'm the one that's always cracking jokes, talking trash, laughing. But on first glance, everybody's intimidated by me. That's a problem because if I get stopped, and I have been stopped recently, I got stopped for a brake light, of all things. I was going to the grocery store at night, and they stopped me and told me one of my bulbs, not the, not the brake lights on the side and the back on the side, the one that's in the window. The middle bulb was out, but it still lit up. And then he asked me about stolen cars and where do I, where, where do I steal car parts from? And I said, do I look like I steal car parts? And he kind of sort of tried to laugh it off. What the? This happened I'm, in PG County? Yeah. Oh, it happened yeah. right on Donnell Drive. Oh, right my. by the shop. I was going to the shoppers. To pick up some, uh, uh, you know how they got the, the, the uh, pepper medley. You got the red peppers, green peppers, yellow peppers, all, all already sliced up. Because my wife was making tacos and we wanted pe- So I went to go get some peppers and red onion. And I was like, all right, I'm on my way in the house. Let me go ahead and do that before I go home. I got stopped for a tail light. And then I get home. I step on the brake. Well, I had my, my oldest son step on the brake and look. And my bulb wasn't even out. And I did it periodically for the next couple of weeks. Stepping on a the, on the break, making sure the bulb wasn't out. And I said, you know what? It's fine. I changed both bulbs anyway. Even though they weren't out, I changed them anyway. I changed every bulb. Just so they didn't have a reason to pull me
1: over. I shouldn't have to live in that type of fear. But let these folks tell it. We're supposed to be
0: compliant. If you, don't, if you didn't do anything, you shouldn't be afraid. I haven't done anything in years. I, I'm, I'm one of the most model citizens you'll find. I fly below the radar. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't party. Mostly everybody I hang around with don't smoke and don't drink. And the people that I do hang around with, they smoke smoke cigarettes or cigars. And if they drink, they're sociable drinkers. They're not, you know, drink a whole case of beer and fall down drunk and sleep outside drunk, you know, drinkers. But this is the fear that we live in. And what Doc Rivers said day before yesterday, how can we keep loving a
1: country that doesn't love us back? That stuck with me. It absolutely stuck That's with me. That's real. That's real. I've heard people
0: say, you know, you guys hold on to the past too much. You know what happened to your ancestors? And I always say, my ancestors. You mean my mother? My mother's sixty. What's this? My mother's sixty-four. My my both my parents are sixty-four. And you mean what happened to my mother? What happened to my grandparents? What happened to my aunts, my uncles? That's what you mean? My ancestors? No. And I I tell BJ this all the time. I said, it's crazy. Most people got to go back three, four generations to talk about slavery. I only have to go back one. And that's my great-grandfather, born a slave. Everybody say, well, slavery ended in 1865. I said, that's what they tell you in books. I got a
1: firsthand account that it did not. But everybody say you hold on to
0: the past too much but these are the same people that say never forget the holocaust never forget 9-11 but I hold on to the past too much I'm just everything that has happened in the last few days with the protests from every sports even the WNBA got in on And those, I applaud those ladies. I really do. I applaud every athlete that decided, you know what, we're not going to play. Because that took a lot to say we're not going to play. I applaud Kenny Smith for walking off the set last night. He was like, I can't be here. Everybody say, well, why didn't Chuck and, 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 and Shaq go? Every man has their own cross to bed. That's what Kenny was feeling. Kenny did what he felt. And the first thing Ernie said is, I respect that. I just... <clears throat> I know I'm rambling on, so I do apologize. My 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 thoughts... You know,
1: it's,
0: cool. it's cool, man. Got, got to let it out. That's what the platform's for. Right. My thoughts are just all over the place. Uh, I I, I gotta I gotta think about My brothers I gotta think about my son I gotta think about my future son-in-law And every day he goes to work I have to That It bothers me To the point, you know, I always mess with him And tell him, you know what I'm gonna make you walk home I couldn't see myself letting him walk home I don't even want him walking home I don't care if he got a wait at work For me, until I get to him, he get off at 5. Okay, if he got to wait until 6.30, you better not leave until I get there. Because I'm not having you walk anywhere, not alone.
1: It's just, it's been a lot these last few days. And we're
0: all asking on every front, when is enough enough? We have a sitting president. And I'm not even sure he's even said anything about the situation because I haven't seen any comments from him. I haven't seen any action plans, anything. I mean, you have armed militias coming into a little city. Any other city, if they were black militias, he would have sent the night, they would have activated the National Guard. They would have sent troops in to protect the city. Nothing.
1: And sometimes silence is very, very loud. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now, I understand he's on the campaign trail trying to get elected to four more years.
1: But Slim, your country,
0: our country, is burning right now. Our country is hurting. All the stuff that you did in the past, the divisive things you've done to split this country in half, before you leave off, your best bet is to mend that. At least try to start the mend. But I, I, I know I'm talking on deaf ears because
1: he's not going to do it. Everybody's
0: so focused on everything else. But, you know, you want to talk about the violence in Chicago and the violence in Detroit and all these minority cities. But a lot of that violence, a lot of it, you think it's the gang that are doing it. It's really not. Well, it is a gang, but it's not the gang you think of. Once upon a time, Chicago, every gang in Chicago, all came together and decided to protect their neighbors. Protect each other and their neighbor. Crime was dang. But the government was upset about it
1: because Fred Hampton was making things happen in Chicago. And what did they do? They killed him. But they don't talk about that. They don't talk
0: about how police and the government conspired to drop a bomb on a Philadelphia city block.
1: They don't talk about that. They don't
0: talk about Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. They don't talk about uh, uh, Seneca Park, which was a where was Central Park sits now, which was all former slaves and their homes. How they moved them off their land to make a park. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about the Black Wall Street in North Carolina that was burned to the ground. These are things that are not talked about. This is nothing new. Everybody say, "Well, what does looting and violence do? It got everybody's attention." I'm not saying it's right, but it got it got the attention. Because marching vote, nobody wants to listen to. Them. Then when you start to see things go down up and just rolled across TV, President Trump considers the NBA a political organization.
1: Okay, I guess he did say something, so I take that back. But diluting a lot of during the George Floyd protest. A lot of the looting
0: and violence that you saw was not from Black Lives Matter. It was not from anybody that was marching for Black Lives Matter. And they got it on video. But if you notice, once video evidence proved that it wasn't Black Lives Matter, all the talk about the looting went down. And then the looting itself, it decreased. It was all but gone.
1: But nobody talks about that. So. I think we should take a break. Come on back. Um, we're going to come back. Uh, stay right here at home. Talk a
0: little Washington football. Because uh, you have not been paying attention to the news. There's a lot going on here, too. Uh, just uh, When I say heavy... <laughs> It's been super heavy these past two days, so stay tuned.
2: All right, Saturday Night Live, heavy.
0: Uh... Oh, yes, indeed. So this is the saddle and junkie, and we will be right back.
1: And just like that, we are back.
0: Uh. Washington football team. <laughs> A report came out yesterday uh, about one owner, uh, Daniel Snyder, former lead announcer, uh, Larry Michael. I think it was about 45 cheerleaders. And so in, in personal assistants, cheerleaders, people that were inside the organization. Man and man, Talking about uh, Lou Chilly, the video, Texas rules. Um, Starting with owner Daniel Snyder, um, it was said that the rules were if he's coming down the hallway towards you, you can't walk past him. You have to turn around and walk in the same direction ahead of him. You can't look him in the eye. You can't call him Dane. You have to call him Mr. Snyder. Wow. His personal assistant had to keep his personal bar stocked with Crown Royal. All his paper clips had to be faced in the same way. Um, if you ate food in the office, you, you really couldn't take a lunch, but if you did take a lunch and you ate food in the office that couldn't smell, if he asked for ice, he didn't want ice that was on the executive level. He wanted ice from food flowing down in the kitchen. Um, one, Personal assistant said that he also had to have his toilet paper and his personal bathroom uh, corner folded like a hotel, and I've stayed at plenty of hotels. I mean, I, I maybe this is the the high end hotels that corner fold <laughs> uh, toilet paper, but okay. <laughs> um, Larry Mike apparently when the first ladies of football, which are the Washington football team Chili. They used to be called the Redskins at one point in time, but they're still the first ladies of football. Um, they would do these tropical video shoots, or uh, photo shoots, I'm sorry. And it would be for the team calendar and things like that. The video,
1: two different video edits
0: said that Larry Mike, we said, yeah, make sure you put those on a DVD. Now it wasn't known if it was for Dan Snyder, but they said they were labeled executive meeting. So on this on this video were uh nipple shots, close-up when they were doing uh, uh body paint. It was close up to the crotch area, things like that, you know, the blooper reels when the ladies turned the wrong way, you know. Nipples would pop out and things like that, and they had to readjust. That's what the video was, is what they're saying. Um, as you know, Larry Michael, 16 years as the voice of the Red because they were the Red man. Then, um, he stepped down and retired abruptly, shocking everyone. And I what came out about him. Uh, a lot of this came out about Jay Gruden, and uh, they said that Capri Biggs used to play here. And we wondered off the air, uh, myself and DJ, why did Capri Biggs not get as much playing time when he was here at one point? Because he had came back off an injury, and they, didn't, they wouldn't. You know, Gruden wouldn't play him. Come to
1: find out him and Gruden was
0: banging the same chicken off. wow. <clears throat> You know, it was of course, Gruden is a family man. Exactly. And of course, you already know that Gruden uh, <laughs> Gruden ran a uh, a very lax shit. Because one thing I know for sure, and two things for certain. Ron Revere. Ron Rivera, Mike Shanahan, Joe Geed, uh Marty Schottenhaus. You're not going to walk up to them going go and cry, stand next to him and talk to them and pinch them on the nipple like it's all fun and games. I'm not just
1: friends. We're here to work. And that right there, when I seen that video, I
0: knew for sure he did not have control of this organization like he should have. And think that I stood on the table and I, I, I thought that this hiring of, of Jay Green was so good because I was such a fan of his, as an arena league coach, I was a fan of his as an arena league player. And I was
1: like, you know, it it didn't matter that he was John's brother. It only mattered that
0: he used to play with the Orlando Predators. That was all that mattered to me. So
1: knowing that and this whole organization,
0: was a shit show, and has been a shit so we've been a laughing
1: stock of the league for quite some time in consecutive years. It's hurt with everything that came out. Now, when
0: all this stuff came out, I'm sure Delante, I'm sure you heard everything. And then you know I tried to catch up and keep up with every, you know, everything trying to send everything. What were your thoughts when you first heard? It?
2: Um, it's it's just like it's, it's it's like a game of power, you know, it's like a game of power because you got former players, just, you know, speaking out, <clears throat> um, you know, speaking out about the former coach. Uh, you got people that's quitting. You got my, minority o- owners who are trying to uh get the majority owner to sell. It's it's a lot did not to mention your head coach you just hired, you know, he has, I, I forgot what, what type of cancer he has. I, I think it's, it's, treatable. yeah, and, and it's, and it's treatable because they caught it extremely early. Thank God for that. But it's a lot, man. It's like he was running like, I don't know, like some sort of like a uh, bootleg uh, playboy Asylum. So, um, I mean, I, from <clears throat> what I saw on Twitter, there, there's a uh, independent investigation going on. So, mm, I'm not sure what they're gonna find. But I, and then I heard that um, risking, some of the rescuing um, Chileans, the first ladies, they were, you know, a little more friendlier than than, they, than Mr. I. If you catch my drift. Yeah. Apparently, in one
0: instance, owner Daniel Snyder said to one particular cheerleader,
1: uh, won't you go meet my friend at this hotel room so he can get to know you about um, it. I-, I got a question. I got a
2: question. I wonder if, if they were paid, if they were compensated for this quote-unquote extra uh, community outreach work.
0: <laughs> you know what? Only time now, from what I know about cheerleaders around the NFL, they're hired by the team. They're only paid for game day. So what they do for their practice, and they get paid for the appearance. Like, let's say you got 19 cheerleaders, you got the, the head cheerleader, and then you got 18 ladies underneath them. If nine go to such-and-such such event at this hospital and nine go to that hospital, they get paid for, their, for them showing up. They don't get paid by the team. So that I do know. Now, all the extra stuff, if they got paid to be, you know, extra friendly so they could, you know, help him carry a little sway, that, that that would be uh
1: mm, how you say uh, pandering, pimping, prostitution. So anytime that they would say they said that they
0: went to was it Costa Rica or Puerto Rico for a shoot and they wanted them to engage with clients and told them they they took their passports so they couldn't leave. So they forced them. Now, that was from the first report. They forced them to engage these these
1: clients out of the country. That's a problem for me.
0: And if 45 women or 45 people are saying the same thing, come on now. Come on.
1: it has got to be a lot of truth I just I don't know what took so long for it to come out.
0: But I and I heard some of these ladies sign, had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. So they couldn't talk about it. But it's people that are naming name, and name uh, like um they said uh was it Santos, who was fired for non-football related activities, and it came out that He was sexually harassing the girls in the office. And it's only one person that worked HR at the park. And he told the young lady that either you avoid him or you quit. That's the only way, you know, you can can deal with it.
1: She quit. She quit. You're not going to tell me that it's okay to in a workplace,
0: to have a very uncomfortable workspace. And it, it's, you know, pretty much catering towards the males so the women are uncomfortable. Or, you know, it's basically just fall in line. Or you can leave. You know, telling the women that I, f- I think it was in sales or marketing, when they were meeting with their client, they couldn't walk downstairs sales the locker room at the park. They had to walk outside and walk around the building. I get that. I really do because you don't, wanna, you don't want that fraternization with the players and the ladies in the altar. I get that. But if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I, I get that. I get the, the whole not wanting the ladies to go down by the locker room and things like that. Because a lot of things can happen. So I do understand, but
1: what I don't understand is making their workspace uncomfortable. I don't get it. Now I'm not saying everybody's
0: supposed to be a saint and this, that, and the other, because everybody's not a saint and you do have times at work where people get close and Y'all have a little too much fun and shouldn't be had in the workplace. Been at plenty of jobs like that, you know, messing around. You know, you saying stuff, but nobody took it the wrong way and nobody got upset about it because y'all work so close together. It's just y'all thing. Once it become uncomfortable for somebody, that's when all of that has to be rectified because you're making someone uncomfortable. But <clears throat> apparently this place uh that
1: is Washington
0: that you know has a damn good culture really didn't have a
1: damn good culture at all. As a fan, I am disgusted, upset. I'm just I'm hurt, man. And then
0: to hear people make jokes, especially cowboy fans, you know, oh, don't, yeah. man, you you don't understand a half of. Don't let Danny go. Keep it, keep it like that because that way we can still beat, be, you know, we can still beat y'all. But on the other hand, I could say the same thing about Dallas because Dallas, after what happened with Earl Thomas, him. And his brother and the whole threesome with the chick. Then he punched a teammate in the face. Got released by the Raiders. They say the Cowboys are going to pick him up before it's all said and done. Now this dude got legal issues. You know, he has problems. He, you know, he had problems with his wife before the teammate got released. But y'all going to pick him up and it's okay. But it wouldn't be the first time, and I think
2: I said this over the summer. The the thing where, where uh, we talking about Earl, correct? Yes. Yeah. So the thing where Earl, as I as I call him at work, um, there was always some sort of like mutual interest between Earl and the Cowboys. Um, of course, I think he he tried to reach out to Jason Garrett. Everyone saw it as the Seahawks played the Cowboys. Um, and you know, people wondered about their conversation that he's actually alluded to the fact of playing for Dallas because I believe that's where he's from. But you know, it's I'm not surprised that the Cowboys would pick him up. Um, of course, if not them, it'll be the Raiders, they'll pick up some trouble players. Them two franchises right there, the Cowboys and the Raiders. It's funny you say that,
0: because what did the Raiders, what was the Raiders always known for in the 70s and 80s? The land of the castoffs.
2: Yep. Yeah. They picked that Randy Moss when he, he took off, when he was like really taking off plays. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, a lot of people, people remember, but some will forget that Randy Moss, yes, was a Oakland Raider at one point in his career. Tennessee Titan? Yeah, Tennessee Titan. Um, He didn't want to be there.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, The second Minnesota stint. I think Mm -hmm. he wanted to be there, but I think he you know wished he was still in New England.
0: He was dominant in New England. He was rejuvenated there. Yeah. He was was rookie season, Randy Moss, in New England. Mm Mm-hmm. All he needed was one more If they had another dominant receiver then, I think they could have went 19-0. to I mean, I don't mean, like, dominant, like, Randy Moss. down. I mean, somebody that, oh, yeah, you want double Randy, this person right here can hurt you, too. So, just a thought. Um... Think about this. Let's take it back further. When you talk about the Raiders and and, and it, uh Lyle Alzado, John Matuzak, um, I mean, all some of the greatest ratings, a reclamation project. Jim Plunkett was a reclamation project. Nobody thought he 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 was a draft buck. Being uh you know, from the area, I think he was drafted in number four. I forget where he was drafted at, but he was drafted in the first round, looking to be the savior of New England. Then they shipped him the same brand, and he wound up going to the Raiders as a backup to Dan Pastorini. When
1: Pastorini goes down, he leads to the Super Bowl. He has two Super Bowl rings as a star. He was a reclamation project. Most people don't know that, wow. but
0: the Raiders are—they—they—they they, they used to be the land for misfit toys
1: because it seemed
0: like when you played with the Raiders, and Gene Upshaw said it on—I forget what—I think it was the, uh, the '80s Raiders, uh, 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 1980 Raiders America. He said it. He said, you know, once you stop in Oakland, because they were still in Oakland at the time. Ain't too many more stops after this.
1: This is, you know, sometimes the end of the line. Ain't too many stops after this. Pretty much. The, Joe Gibbs was planning on trading Doug Williams uh, in 87 to the
0: Raiders. Doug Williams was happy. He was like, the Raiders, the black hole, he was like, that's what careers are rejuvenating. He was like, oh, yeah. But Joe Gibbs also told him no. He said somehow, somewhere I know down the line you're gonna win the thing for me when the Redskins doing 87. I won a championship with Doug Win. So I, I get all of that, but I'm just not I'm not following. I didn't like when the Cowboys signed uh Greg Hardy. This man threw his girlfriend on a bed full of guns, and y'all signed him like it was nothing.
2: Hmm. Far that, how far that got him?
1: Not very far. At all. At all.
0: I mean, you got players that have off-the-field issues. But as you can see here in D.C., Cody Latimer got released with, because he was arrested and charged with three felonies and two misdemeanors in May. Released. He was on, the, uh, on a commissioner's list. He got released earlier this week. Darius got released immediately. And I, I, I fought for him not to be released so fast because I was like, the details haven't even came out yet. And maybe I think about a week later, all the details came out. I was like, they must have known all this. I was more hurt. Than, you know, I was like, well, they don't know what's going on. He had to turn himself in and this, that, and other, But apparently, they knew more than what was being told across the news. So, and that's a signal of the culture change here. Uh, a lot of people don't like the hiring of the minority. Not, you know, I think it's a, a token thing, right? You know, you, you had uh, Jason Wright, first black NFL president. Well, first black team president in the NFL. Let me put it. That way. You had uh, Julie Donald great high because I like Julie. Um, You had Ron Rivera, who is, I believe, a Hispanic and Native American. Somebody said on the radio today, this is the time that if Danny gets up out of time, this is the time and this is the the, the era that this team needs a black hole. And I thought about it. And I said, man, it'd be crazy to get a new owner right now, and we get to develop a land deal, hopefully, on the site of RFK, which I've been lobbying for since we've started this podcast and able to move back to D.C. That's, that's my dream. That is my dream, to move back to D.C., but I want to move back to the RFK side. I don't want to move anywhere else but the RFK side. I want that land to be redeveloped, a bigger stadium. And then,
2: man,
0: yeah, but no, I want you gotta take that stadium down to bone because I think that's fifty four thousand. So you got enough room to expand, and you take and you expand. Like we went uh, during the spring. No, was it the spring of it? Was it last year? No, it was last year. I think. Yeah, last. It was last year when we. Yeah, last year. Yeah. And we walked, we walked around the outside of the stadium. We got we had to look in. And I'm not even lying. The power that you can feel from that building is still in. Like, I, I, I got goosebumps getting close to it because it was the first time I had ever been close to RFK. I got to touch the plaques that were outside, the plaques that were on the wall and the, on the outside. By the I got to touch those things.
1: And... I just, oh man. It was a surreal moment. Like I didn't want to leave.
0: But it started raining. That's the only reason why we left. But the power that they're laying home, I say go back home, you know, but all that's in due time, uh quickly before we leave, your opinion. Does Daniel Snyder sell his team, tuck his tail, and you know, leave out of a- out of uh, the spotlight, or does he continue on as owner of the Washington football
2: team? I think if he's not forced, then he's he going to stay. And I think as long as he stays, the franchise is going to be kind of like in this flux, like state. So I I think, you know, the the minority owners should definitely hope that he, you know, relinquish. His, his shares of the franchise, so we can get back to uh, winning football here in the area. But I, but to answer your question, I think they're going to have to, like, really force him. Like, they forced uh, Homeboy from the Clippers to sell um, the team.
0: I agree. And his name has been coming up an awful lot, and they're saying that this may be the event to do that because uh, with this... um. Excuse me, uh, this uh, independent investigation. They say it's a lot. It's a lot being found out, and it may be enough for him to sell. And a lot of people are saying this is just a smear campaign. So, Jeff Bezos, who's the first person in history to have a net worth exceeding
1: $200 billion, the quarantine has is- been. Good to him. and they, they were talking about him
0: buying the team as a whole, being 100% owned because he has the money I think the, the team's worth uh, is it worth 2 billion I know Daniel Snyder alone is worth 2 billion I think the team is worth 1 billion so Jeff Bezos got enough
1: to buy this team now remember Snyder bought the team for 800 million and that was a record I think when uh, Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers,
0: broke that record, and, or it may have been broken before that, but the amount of money this team is worth, and then you're talking about Jeff Bezos being the owner and what Amazon is doing and what they're getting ready to branch off. In the health, And they said, imagine him being the league. It's going to benefit every owner of the league. So I would think that every owner leaves, like, yeah, we can get Bezos. Let's do
1: that because we can possibly triple our franchises work. So keep an eye on. on, Because if I'm not mistaken,
0: Jeff Bezos already owned Washington Post. (laughs) So he has a a, a tie to the area.
1: And Washington Post was the one that released this story. You see where I'm going? Most definitely. So, let's keep an eye on it.
0: Last but not least, before we get out of here, I got a question for you. Real quick, rapid fire. Uh, And the question is, are you going to keep them or are you going to let them walk? First and foremost, the Nationals, Going to have the shortest reign as World Series champions, uh, I probably ever. They last time I checked, they were 11 and 17. i not sure if they played tonight, but uh, Steven Strasburg out for the season now. Uh, are you done with Strasburg? Or are you ready to let him? I mean, are you gonna keep him and keep
2: working with him? No, keep him, keep him. He, he's had w- more good seasons than he has bad seasons, I think. Uh, with you know COVID nineteen and you know this, the unrest of the social inju- injustice, this this year, uh, and I, dare I say, I mean, then, well, not dare I say, but I think Kobe's passing it it, it really threw like the the world off. Really, I'm I mean, I'm I'm being like serious right now. I think you know the Nets they probably just you know like all right, sixty game season, we're just gonna phone it in. They basically just, you know, they just phoned it in. And it's good that, you know, Strauss, you know, he he um, <clears throat> gets that surgery. So when we come back next season, um, it's a good chance that, uh, you know, Rona will be contained by next season and won't be so many face masks. And, you know, we kind of get back to, you know, normal living. Um, they can concentrate on, you know, reclaiming their, their crown next season. So – uh, you know, no, nah, we we keep them. We keep them. This is this is a, 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 an abbreviated season, the okay. asterisk season.
0: <laughs> I agree with you there. All right. Secondly, uh, Caps got eliminated by Trotsky and the Islanders. Uh, are you keeping Hope Beast, Brayden Hopey, who uh, hasn't been himself. He wasn't himself last season. He wasn't really himself most of this season. Are you keeping Hope?
2: Um, I'll keep him as well. And I think, again, with the hockey, like they were in a bubble. You know, you got to adjust to being in a bubble. I heard that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to be away from your family. So I think they, as you can see, they they definitely folded into that bubble. Um, You know, we got to see about next season, you know. All
0: right. Uh, Of course, you know, they let their bench coach, their head coach, go, uh, who was an assistant to Trotsy when he was here. So uh, that's that. Um, We'll see who they get next. So that's it for us at Sideline Junkies. Always remember, check us out on uh, social media, Facebook, Sideline Junkies, Golden Podcast. Instagram and Twitter, sideline junkie. Send us a message, sideline junkies247 at gmail.com. We always respond. So with that being said, um, as always, arrest Breonna Taylor's killers, Elijah McClain's killers. Uh Jacob Blake, no matter what they say, it was still not a justified shooting. We stand behind you. We stand behind the NBA player, NHL. MLB, WNBA, everybody NFL that decided to
1: protest and boycott their game, stand behind you That's Delonte I'm the big guy KG You've been
0: listening to Sideline Junkie We out of here Peace